0: This podcast is supported by Zoll LifeVest. Sudden cardiac death is a leading cause of mortality in low EF patients with heart failure or following a heart attack. Zoll is proud to partner with your care team to pursue better outcomes together. Visit LifeVestResults.com to learn more. Worldwide, cardiovascular
1: disease affects the lives of hundreds of millions. Dedicated cardio nerds everywhere are working hard to fight this global epidemic. These are
2: their stories. My dear cardiners, this is Amit Coyle. Join us on a new adventure as we journey through the maze of clinical practice guidelines in this series Decipher the Guidelines. We will take a deep dive into the 2021 ESC Cardiovascular Prevention Guidelines, focusing on similarities and differences from the American Guidelines. This is a multidisciplinary collaboration between the CardioNerds, the ACC Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease Section, the National Lipid Association, and the Preventive Cardiovascular Nurse Association, developed with the mentorship from Dr. Eugene Yang. And remember, Cardio Nerds is a fellow founded, independent, educational platform. The views expressed here do not necessarily reflect the opinions or policies of our employers. Do be a nerd and spread the word on social media and help others find us by rating and reviewing the show on your favorite podcast platform. And with that, it's time to get nerdy. The following question refers to section 3.2 of the 2021 ESC, Cardiovascular Disease Prevention Guidelines. The question is asked first by student doctor Hirsch Elhans, answered first by Ohio State University Cardiology Fellow Dr. Ali Bijay and then by expert faculty Dr. Eugene Yang. Dr. Yang is Professor of Medicine at the University of Washington and the Chair of the ACC Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease Question. Hirsch, take it away.
1: Thanks, Ahmed. This next question is a true or false. So true or false, a 70-year-old male has an estimated 10-year ASCVD risk using a score two of 7.5, which confers a very high CVD risk and necessitates treatment with the statin. Allie, I would love your help thinking through this one.
0: Thanks, Hirsch. I love true or false questions because they're pretty straightforward, but there's a lot to unpack here, so let's go through this. So the answer is false. CVD risk thresholds for risk factor treatment are higher in apparently healthy people 70 years and older in order to prevent overtreatment in the elderly. A 10-year CVD risk greater than or equal to 15% is considered very high risk for individuals 70 years or older of age compared to a 7.5% or higher cutoff for very high risk in younger patients, less than 50 years old. For these patients, treatment of ASCVD risk factors, including lipid-lowering medications, is recommended. That's a class 2B recommendation. Lifetime benefit of treatment in terms of time gained free of CBD is lower in older people. The SCORE2OP algorithm estimates 5-year and 10-year fatal and non-fatal CBD events adjusted for competing risks of non-CBD mortality. Treatment and risk stratification should, as with all patients, be individualized. For patients greater than 70 years of age, a 10-year CBD risk of 7.5 to less than 15% is considered High risk, a treatment of risk factors should be considered taking CVD risk modifiers, frailty, lifetime treatment benefits, comorbidities, polypharmacy, and patient preference into account. For patients greater than 70 years of age, a 10-year CVD risk of less than 7.5 is considered low to moderate risk and would generally not qualify for risk factor treatment unless one or several risk modifiers are present smoking cessation, lifestyle recommendations, and a systolic blood pressure less than 160 are recommended for all. So main takeaways for this question, CBD risk assessment for patients 70 years and older is estimated using the SCORE2 OP algorithm. A predicted 10-year CVD risk score of greater than or equal to 15% confers a very high CVD risk. However, It is a class 2B indication to initiate or intensify lipid-lowering therapies in these patients. Decisions should be individualized and based on benefits versus risk assessment. Dr. Yang, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this.
1: Thank you, Allie. So again, I think this is a really interesting and nuanced question here. And I think One of the first things to understand the differences between the U.S. and the European guidelines is that the Europeans created this score to OP or older persons risk scoring system that didn't exist previously. Whereas in the United States, we really have no recommendations with established risk scores for patients who are over the age of 75. So I think the Europeans have extended the guidelines to provide very clear recommendations for people who are over age 70 or 75 based on the U.S. guideline. So I think in this case, what we are really seeing, which makes a lot of sense, that when people are younger, the estimated risk of events is low. And so you calibrate that risk based on age. And that's why the recommendations and thresholds are lower for people who are younger and why those thresholds or risk stratification are higher for people that are older. And again, as acknowledged in your discussion, which is that the benefits may be attenuated for more aggressive treatment when people are older, and therefore the threshold, where the treatments are indicated are higher. So that being said, I think the European guidelines do a much better job of articulating recommendations using these specific thresholds, whereas we have these gaps here in our own guidelines where we are really struggling with making some decisions about a healthy 76-year-old man, for example, who may have risk factors and should we initiate a statin for that patient? Those are things that we really have limited data on. There are some ongoing trials now that may help us understand whether we should be more aggressively treating patients who are older. But clearly in the United States, it becomes, and even in the European guidelines, it becomes an issue of shared decision-making with my patients. So oftentimes, if a patient is 76 years old, that doesn't mean that they're not going to be treated. I have a discussion with them about aggressive blood pressure treatment. If their cholesterol levels are high, we discuss whether to initiate a statin therapy for primary prevention, even though they fall outside of the guidelines currently with respect to specific recommendations. Thanks, Ali, and thanks, Dr. Yang. I think this discussion has really helped me start building a framework for how to prioritize risk factor treatment, especially in our older patients.